Welcome to the Let's Be Honest About Business podcast. If you're anything like me, then you strive for us all to be honest with where we're at in our business rather than putting on a front. You can expect to hear about struggles and successes to everything in between from myself and others in business. I'm your host, Morgan, and through being honest with what I've struggled with, I'll be sharing practical tips on how to get out of your slumps and run the business of your dreams regardless of where you're at. Whether you're driving in your car or sipping coffee on your couch, I hope you find this information valuable. Let's hang out. Guys, my next guest is an amazing photographer who specializes in photographing Western and boho weddings, originally from California, where she grew up on horseback, learning to love the outdoors, to now being planted in Colorado on 80 acres with her husband, their two horses and dogs. She is passionate about helping others, photography, and sharing her beliefs. Today, I'm pleased to introduce to you Molly Stevens from For the West and Wild. Molly, thank you so much for being on today. How are you doing? Hey, Morgan. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Um, I know that we um, already had a bit of a conversation going, uh, you know, before we started recording, but um, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your personal life, what you do for work, how you got started, all of that. Yes, definitely. So I am a wedding photographer based out of Northern Colorado, as Morgan already mentioned, and I did grow up being totally horse obsessed. Um, I was definitely that girl in every, like, class I was in that was just kind of known as the horse crazy girl. My family was, like, super outdoorsy and active growing up, so I definitely got my love from the outdoors from that. Um, And then I actually began photography kind of when I was in high school, and I did a film photography class. And I'll still remember um, my teacher, his name was Mr. Martz, and he actually still has, um, like, a photo that I took in one class up on like the high school walls for a uh, advertisement for the class. So that's pretty cool. Um, And I also was really influenced by my dad. Um, He always loved like documenting our family and all the trips we'd go on and all of that. And then something that a lot of people might not actually know is that I went to college to be a teacher, um, but I kind of always had this weird feeling that I wanted to work for myself because I would think about all these different hobbies that I loved, like, riding horses, going to the gym, um, going hiking. And I was like, well, how am I going to do that if I work like a nine to five job? Right. So then actually the last semester before I graduated college. So the last semester of senior year, I dropped out of the teaching program. And so I did not student teach. And then I graduated without my teaching degree because I just like knew in like the bottom of my soul that I just was not supposed to be a teacher. So I had to make that decision. And then um, actually just kind of like not knowing what direction I was heading in, I went and worked on like a guest ranch in the mountains and had an amazing like five months there just getting to ride horses all day and be in like the most beautiful country ever. And so that actually inspired me to bring back out my camera and I would just like go around the ranch taking photos of my friends and the horses and the landscapes. And that kind of just led into people asking if I would do photo shoots for them when I came back home. And then one of my friends um, just randomly asked me to do their wedding. And then it pretty much just took that one to start my wedding career. And then that same exact summer, I actually met my husband. And like Morgan said, we live in northern Colorado with our horses and our dogs. And we actually just got a cat in November as well. So we have quite the funny farm. And yeah, that's pretty much how I ended up as a wedding photographer. 
That's awesome. I love that. Um, obviously, I didn't know all of that. So that's super exciting to know. Um, so you actually fell into photography kind of by mistake. Actually, I, I happened to do the same. Um, how has that been for you? Do you feel like it's been um, difficult or easy or kind of how has your journey been um, starting your career into photography? Mm, that's a good question. I think that honestly, it's been sort of easy for me just because I always had this like weird pull to wanting to work for myself even before I knew what that would look like. Um, and I've always been a little bit of like a risk taker, like dropping out of the teaching program. So for me, kind of just like making the leap to working for myself, um, even though in the beginning, obviously there's stress about like having a steady income stream and all of that. Um, but I have a really, really supportive husband. So I think that helped as well. So obviously there's been some like different hurdles or, you know, different stressors come up, but overall it's actually been pretty easy for me, but I think that's mostly just because it's my personality. (laughs) Fun personality. I think it really attracts people to you, which is actually, we'll probably get to that at some point in our conversation. Um, So uh, what's something about you that few people know? So this was actually kind of hard for me to come up with because like we're going to talk about, I'm pretty open on social media and like in my own personal life. But I was asking my sister because I was like, Anna, what would be something that not a lot of people know about me? And she pointed this out. And it's that when I was a kid and kind of like an early teen, I actually wanted to become a horse chiropractor, which is kind of funny because I don't think a lot of people know that that even exists. Um, but that was like my first career idea. And obviously that didn't happen, but yeah, I don't think very many people or really anybody outside my family knows that. That's so insane. So I knew that there were chiropractors for dogs and I, I found that out after getting our great Dane puppy, um, and her breeders would take their, um, the dogs that they bred to the chiropractor frequently. And I had no idea that that was a thing. So hearing that you can do that for horses too, is just insane to me. Like how would you, I have no idea how you would even do that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard. Um, they have to like use a stool and like we had, um, a chiropractor and like kind of come into our horses every once in a while and I think I was just super interested in that because I as a kid had to go to the chiropractor a lot so then being like horse obsessed and seeing that you could do that with horses was really interesting and obviously nothing that I followed up on but I thought that was still kind of a funny fact yeah no that's really cool would you do you think you'd ever go into that or no no I don't think so I think that I'm just more passionate about photography and obviously still love being part of the horse industry, but I don't think I could handle like the physical part of it every day, all day. It seems super, super hard. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So I'm going to steer our conversation just a little bit. Um, So as you know, I'm calling this podcast, the Let's Be Honest About Business podcast. And this is something that I literally have just started doing. And I am putting you on the spot because I didn't prepare you for this question. Um, But because we're going to be honest, I want to know what's your honest moment of the week or the last couple weeks leading up to this interview? Ooh, so like something maybe that I've struggled with. Yeah. Mm, Okay. I think honestly, I've been feeling a little bit unproductive because I work a little bit better under pressure. And since it's the off season and I still have weddings that I'm finishing from December and, you know, sessions, I'm not jam packed like I usually would be during the summer. So I think my honest 
moment is that I've been a little bit unproductive with work, which I know is not probably a great thing to admit. Um, I'm still getting all my work done on time, obviously, but I feel like I just haven't been as focused as I would be during the summer when I know that I have to just like sit down and like nail out a bunch of edits. So I don't know if you've ever dealt with that in the off season, but I definitely do. Totally. I think when there's not a lot of work to do, um, we tend to give ourselves more time to complete it versus what, what you were saying when it's wedding season and we're really busy and we have weddings back to back. We have only a certain amount of time that we have to get the, the images finished and sent off to our clients. And so, it, you know, it's so much easier to be productive when you're busy, but when you're in a slow season, it's, it's a lot harder. So I get that. I for sure get that. <laughs> Yes, definitely. (laughs) Today, we have a really interesting topic about something that I think quite often gets overlooked by entrepreneurs. I think a lot of the time we become really desperate for work, especially when we're first starting out, that we're willing to take on anything and everything that comes our way. I know that I've done that in the past, and you might be able to agree and say that you've done the same thing, Molly. But instead, I think we should be focusing on attracting specific types of clients who we know will work together well with us and eventually help drive the future success of our business. And I think you do a really good job of this, Molly. So can you tell everyone what specific type of bride you're trying to attract and how you go about that? Yes, I completely agree with this. And I definitely did fall into that trap of kind of just taking on whatever came my way in the beginning. Um, And thank you so much for that compliment, because that's something that I've really worked on in these past couple years. And one way that I've refined kind of the bride that I'm looking for is just by doing a lot of self-reflection and then also thinking about, okay, who's my favorite client that I've worked with and why? So that I can kind of reflect and see what works best with me. Um, The bride that I love working with is definitely someone who loves the Western lifestyle or maybe even was just involved as a kid, but that's still like a part of who they are. Um, They love the outdoors. She's really down to earth and caring. I'm definitely... Um, Maybe not the best for a higher maintenance bride because I'm just personally really pretty down to earth and low key. Um, And then someone that really loves to incorporate nature into their big day one way or another. So whether that means that they're getting married on their family's ranch or their family's farm or up in the mountains, those are the places that I feel the most at home. So I just like find that my brides also love that. And then another aspect, which I don't really hear a lot of other people talking about, but my ideal bride is spiritual in one sense or another. So I'm personally a Christian and I find that I connect the best with people who are pursuing spirituality or at least like a deeper purpose and their deeper thinking. It doesn't have to be the exact same belief system as myself, but I just really enjoy working with someone that is kind of working towards something bigger in their life and is connected to some sort of higher power. Um, And I do this in a lot of different ways, but I think the biggest way is just trying to show up as like authentically and myself on social media as I can. Um, And I say social media because that's my biggest way of marketing because I basically am the bride that I'm trying to attract. So I share a lot of things on social media and create a content that um, that specific bride would be attracted to. So for example, I show a lot of my husband and I's adventures when he rodeoed and camping with our horses, snowshoeing with our dogs, um, as well as the day-to-day stuff like, you know, feeding our horses in the morning or hanging out with our dog and cat at home or whatever that might look like. And then when I share stuff like this, I find that brides um, are way more interested in working with me because they find a point of connection and something that they can relate to 
um, that we might have in common so that they know, hey, we're going to have something to talk about and we're going to get each other and we're going to have fun. And then I also definitely show more of uh, the weddings or sessions that really fit what I want to attract so that my brides are drawn to my work and they can also maybe even gain inspiration from past weddings or sessions. And then, you know, in terms of personality, I obviously try to show that through Instagram stories to attract the same laid back down to earth kind of brides. And I feel like once you've established this brand of like who you are and who you're trying to attract, the types of brides that you love to work with and that you do end up working with, then they'll refer you to their friends or their family members. And then I think it really kind of like snowshoes from there. Totally. I agree. And, um, and all of that was such great insight. I think that this is, um, this is something that any business owner can take away regardless of whether they're doing photography or, um, you know, calligraphy or, uh, making bouquets for brides. Um, it's really great to know exactly who your target audience is or client is so that you know how to market to them. Because if we're just kind of screaming to the masses and we don't know exactly who we're marketing to, and we just kind of want to take on whatever comes our way, we're going to end up with uh, two types of people, the people who we absolutely love working with. And we're like, Oh, I wish I could get more clients like that. Why am I not getting more clients like that? And then we'll also end up with the type of people who are like, Ooh, that did not go well at all. I didn't relate with them. Like what, why? And, and then we, we wonder like, why, why is that happening? And, and how do we get more of that? Um, have you ever created an ideal client profile or do you know what that is? Yes, actually I have, um, business workshop and I actually don't even remember the name because my friend took me as like a plus one. And I think that was like a year and a half, two years ago. And I was like completely new to the idea of like an ideal client. And they had us do one of those really specific exercises of breaking, you know, what's their name, how old are they, et cetera, et cetera. And that, I mean, since then, kind of my ideal clients changed a little bit, but that like completely blew my mind because I didn't even know to think about it like that. Um, and I think everybody needs to do that kind of exercise for sure. Totally. I would, I would absolutely agree with that. For those listening who don't know what it is or haven't done it, um, Molly, since you've done it, why don't you go ahead and kind of explain what it is and how to, how to achieve that so that we in turn know how to market to our ideal client? Yeah. So I would um, either make a list yourself or you can find some online, but just basically, I don't know, let's just say 20 questions to start out with that really create a whole persona. So you're essentially creating a ideal client persona. You can even give them a name if you'd like. And um, you would get really specific such as like, where do they live? What's their marital status? Did they go to high school, college? Well, obviously they went to high school. Um, did they graduate <laughs> from college? Hopefully. Did they graduate from college? Or um, what their favorite hobbies are, what their dreams and goals are, what their fears are. So for example, for a wedding client, maybe their fear is that they've heard that some wedding photographers show up late or some wedding photographers bail, et cetera, et cetera. So you basically create this whole like ideal client persona. And then that helps you create really clear messaging and marketing to that one person. And it helps you come up with a lot of content that might answer questions such as like what their fears are or what their dreams are, their hobbies. Um, you can even get in depth, like what they like to watch on TV or what kind of food they like really you can get as specific with it as you want probably the more specific the more helpful um, and this is something too that I think you need to constantly be going back to and updating because I know my ideal client changes 
relatively often as I get more experiences, as I change myself, I don't know um, if you feel that way as well, but I definitely think I need to constantly be like adding to it. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same. I feel like it's something that should be changed maybe even as much as every six months or as often as every six months. Um, and, and it's also really helpful. I know you said earlier on that um, you are your your target bride or your ideal client, basically. So you're you're putting out basically, you know, everything that you would put out. I don't want to say maybe comes a little easier for you, but um, but you're because you want that bride who, um, you know, loves, loves the Lord and, um, loves Mm -hmm. their animals and is maybe a little bit more Western, like that's, that comes a little bit easier for you. But for those other business owners who are not their ideal client, um, for me, for example, I'm not my ideal bride. Um, and so it helps give a better idea of how to market to that person. Um, especially if you cannot, well, I'm not saying, I'm not going to say you can't relate to them, but if you're not like them, it helps, it helps give you a better idea of how to market, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, totally. And I think it helps you just kind of like get out of your own head. And I feel like that a lot of times there's a lot of confusion when you're trying to think about, oh, who is this ideal client? But if you can just break it down into like specific questions, it kind of just simplifies it and clarifies it. And you can get it out of your head on paper. It can be something that you look at all the time, you know, scratch stuff out, add stuff in. So I think it's an amazing tool for literally any business, any influencer, any, anything in general. Yeah, no, totally. I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, how has attracting a very specific type of bride help you be successful with your, with your photography business? So I honestly think this is like the key to everything. Like when people are struggling um, to maybe book clients, this would be the first thing that I would talk with, like with them about to make sure that they are clear on um, kind of creating a niche or a niche for their business. And I kind of went full time quickly. I would say I went full time in about eight months. But I think it's because from the beginning, um, even though I was still figuring things out, obviously, and I did do more than just like my ideal client, I always kind of had the same general undercurrent. And as I got more specific, I got more successful. So I would say that um, with my 2019 brides coming up this year and the 2020 brides that I've talked with so far for next year, I would say like at least 98, 99%, I can't even think of anyone that doesn't fit this, but pretty much 100% of them are the types of brides and couples that I love to work with. And I actually have an illustration that I've heard before that I think is super, super helpful with this. And um, so imagine that you're going to hire a personal trainer and your goal is to lose five pounds, five to 10 pounds. You want to do some fat loss and you have two options for personal trainers. Um, One's going to be a personal trainer that advertises that they teach Zumba and they work with older people or elderly people in nursing homes and they train kids soccer teams and they help power lifters, et cetera, et cetera. And personal trainer number two is someone that specifically focuses on helping like 20 year olds lose five to 10 pounds of fat. I mean, I know which one I would choose because the more specific trainer that knows my exact needs is probably going to be the better fit just because they're an authority in that specific like niche, if that makes sense. And they're going to be able to help me better with 
different issues that come up or questions that I have. And the same thing is with wedding photography. I mean, it's a huge investment and it's something that people take really seriously. And I think that if they can see that somebody is a authority in that area and they are like super, super skilled at whatever area they, or whatever like niche they serve, then that person's going to feel a lot more comfortable hiring them. Yeah, absolutely. We have to answer our clients' questions basically before they even have the chance to ask them. And I think that exercise would really, really help. So that's a really great takeaway for our listeners. Um, I know that there are people who do struggle with this. A lot of people struggle with marketing. You know, uh, Instagram is, it's really hard, obviously, with like algorithm changes and whatever. And people are like, I don't even know how to use it anymore. But for those (laughs) who are maybe struggling with how to use it or how to reach their ideal client, um, what advice would you give them or, you know, some tips on how to attract their target market? Yeah. And I think that this is something that most people struggle with. So if you are listening and you struggle, no, you're not alone. And even people um, that have their marketing down, they even go through periods of feeling like this. So definitely don't feel alone if you're feeling like that. Totally. (laughs) Um, I would definitely tell them to, after they've kind of done the ideal client questions, I would incorporate language that those that that client might use um so is your client more sarcastic are they serious are they emotional um what would they connect with um incorporating content so different blog posts different instagram posts different facebook posts whatever avenue you use that really appeals to that market so an example would be if you want to shoot more like hiking elopements i know that's like a big popular thing right now um i would create content that really appeals to them so for example you can make Instagram posts or blog posts that are tips for planning your hiking elopement or blog posts of elopements that you've shot before or even photos of yourself in the outdoors to show that you um, are an authority in that area and that you know what you're talking about. So basically just taking all the things that your client, uh, the ideal client that you're shooting for would be interested in and then creating different content around that. So, you know, tips or Um, advice or personal experiences, personal stories, and using language that um, they would connect well with. So if your ideal client is um, someone that maybe has their PhD, you're probably going to want to use a little bit more of an elevated language versus someone that maybe their ideal client just graduated high school. Nothing is better or worse about either of those clients, but just being aware so that you know what language to use. And then I also think getting connected to vendors who serve that market is so valuable. So the types of vendors that your ideal client would work with so that you can get um, connected with them and maybe work on a collaboration or build a relationship so that you can refer clients to them and vice versa. I think that is huge. Vendor relationships are amazing. And then um, some different tangible ways that you can actually do this is creating a really clear Instagram bio. This is something that I love helping other photographers do because I think that the power of your Instagram bio is kind of underrated, but this is really your first introduction to your possible client and hopefully hopefully your possible ideal client. Um, so you want to make sure that it's attracting them and attracting the right person. So you need to make sure that it's really clear on what you do, who you serve, who you are where you're located. I see a lot of people that don't even say where they're located. So that's just a tip in general. And then um, also using your Instagram stories to document your life so you can um, connect with them about hobbies, et cetera. 
Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point too about your about the Instagram. I I see that all the time too, where people don't put the location, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how is anyone supposed to know where you are located? Um, so that's a really good point. But um, it's also supposed to have a really good call to action as well. So whether um mm. whether people need to go see like an about you highlight, um, and you have you tell them to do that, or you want them to go see a link that you have, um. That's really, really powerful. But um, you also mentioned making connections with vendors, which I think is really important. I think a lot of people struggle to do this, though, because they don't want to, uh, I guess, cold call or cold email. So um, what's your best advice for people who who are wanting to make connections with vendors? I, I really think that that helps drive the success of your business as well. Um, but what advice do you have for people if they're like, well, I don't know how to reach out to vendors, especially if they're new in the industry and they're like, they don't really have that report build up. Ooh, that's a really, that's a good question and kind of a tough question um, because as social as I am, we live a little bit farther outside of town. So sometimes going to networking con- like conferences or events is tricky for me but if you're able definitely go to like any and every event that you can go to um get in your local facebook groups i know we're in one and denver photographers um but you know it could even be like vendors or whatever kind of groups you want to be in and then you'll hear about different events um going to those events is huge and then i've honestly also just made friends like organically um just through being friends with my brides they introduce me to their florist and then we become friends or whatever that looks like and i even have Uh, like quote unquote like cold called somebody before because we're actually looking to move to northern Wyoming in the next like couple years and so I decided in November like I'm just gonna go up there because we have friends up there and I'm gonna set up a styled shoot and just go meet people so I contacted I emailed a florist and we ended up talking on the phone and becoming like really great friends and we worked together and then I also got to go um, visit a few different venues when I was up there and just give them my business cards meet them face to face so that they could pass on my information to brides and I've already um, pretty much booked two weddings up there just because of that so to me, vendors are super, super um, underused, and they're so, so, so helpful. Yeah, totally. Um, and just to add to that, um, uh, one thing that I do, and I don't know if you've done this too, um, I before the wedding, I send out a questionnaire. I can get all the vendor info from my brides. Um, as soon as they send that back to me, then I go ahead and send all the vendors an email, just go ahead and introduce myself, tell them that they can expect to see photos as well. Um, so even if you're not a photographer, but you're, you know, a florist or whatever, like you can still send that questionnaire out to your, um, brides, get all that information. The, the nice thing about that is these are people you're already going to be working with. So you don't even have to like try to set something up, you know, with them, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's kind of like a freebie, I guess, in that sense. Um, but you having like just reaching out to them and saying, hey, I'm Morgan. Here's what you can expect from me. Um, I'm excited to work together. Um, that can go a really long way. Um, so that's cool that you guys are moving out to Wyoming. How come you guys are moving? Um, we just love Wyoming. And that's where my husband um, grew up part of his life. And he went to college up there. So it's still, you know, and we're not really sure when, but in the next couple of years. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope that that goes really smooth for you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> 
So I think you're, I mean, we kind of already touched base on this, but you're really open and honest about your life and what you share on social media. How do you think that this works to your advantage? And especially when it comes to attracting your ideal client? Yeah. So this is tough um, also because for me, it's a really big balance between wanting to connect with my audience and humanizing a social media account, but then still having a business, right? So I definitely would never say that I'm like super uptight or anything like that, but I also still want to keep in mind that I'm running a business. So my rule of thumb is that I never really post anything out of pure emotion. So this kind of keeps me from responding to something like a client ghosting me or something else upsetting happening without being petty or passive aggressive. So I definitely am careful with that because I never want to, you know, offend somebody or, you know, react out of um, my like emotions. But I really love sharing my life and my faith because like we talked about before, it really helps attract and repel the clients that would work best with me. So ultimately, I think people see your social media or website and almost know immediately if there's someone like that they would love to work with. So I want people to look at my social media and just know either, yes, this person's for me and no, this person might not be for me. And that's okay, whatever the answer is, because I really only want the clients that connect with me, Um, you know, whether they connect with my personality or my lifestyle, whatever it is, I want them to know for sure that they want to work with me. And then I think also just sharing your life, it creates a human element to your page. And that really helps build um, what I'm sure some of you have heard before, but the no like and trust factor, so that they feel more comfortable investing with me. Um, since wedding photography is an investment, and it's, it's a lot of like trust that they're putting in someone else's hands for such an important day. So I feel that sharing a little bit more about me um, makes people way more comfortable investing versus someone that they feel like they hardly know. And then the biggest thing for me is honestly, when I meet most of my clients or, you know, we FaceTime or whatever it might be, I feel like a lot of them say, yeah, we already feel like we know you just because they've watched my Instagram stories or, um, my live videos or whatever that might be, or even like a live video with my husband, Um, they literally all my clients invite my husband to their weddings also, which is really funny. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, Shane can come with you if you want. So that makes me know, okay, I'm doing a good job of sharing my life if they want my husband to come. Um, and then when I meet them in person, knowing that they probably already know a little bit about me, I found that it actually gave, gives me more confidence when I meet with them, because even though I'm a pretty outgoing person, I still get a little shy when I meet someone for the first time. So that definitely gives me confidence to be myself. And then I think it also makes them like 10 times more comfortable with me as well. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. What would you say, what advice would you give for someone who really hesitates to share about themselves? Because I know that's a big struggle that a lot of uh, business owners have. For sure. I think, honestly, one thing to keep in mind, too, is sharing your life, you don't have to share all of it. So I know, like, for example, my husband is kind of like that. He really is passionate about um, the outdoors and hunting and conservation and all this stuff. And he wants to bring that onto social media. But he's a way more private person than I am. Like, hey, you don't have to share everything. Um, Definitely sharing your life is important, but you can still keep things that are, you know, maybe more private or something that you're going through. You don't have to share all of that. So I just challenge you to start out, you know, maybe more simply and start sharing photos of yourself on your feed and then work your way up to like showing your face on Instagram stories and then work up to 
doing a live video because honestly, it's one of those weird things that you just have to do more often to get comfortable doing it. And like, I think there's probably very few people that feel like 100% comfortable doing it, but I think it just takes time practicing. And then also just remembering like, you can keep some things private. I don't share every single thing that happens in my life, you know, because some of it maybe isn't mine to share. Maybe things going on with extended family or, um, you know, something that my husband's going through. Those might not be my thing to share, but I can share my passions, my personality, all of that. And so just definitely letting yourself start slow and just work up to getting more comfortable with it for sure. Yeah, totally. And and that's a good point. You can, you can share a lot without sharing everything and still give people a really good sense into who you are. Um, yeah. So I know we kind of touched on this with um, talking about how to, how to um, market to your ideal client by building an ideal client profile. But, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle to even know who their target market is though. So what mm-hmm. steps can an entrepreneur take to get to know who that is and how to market to them? Yeah. So first I would say definitely getting to know yourself. I know that probably sounds kind of cliche, but it's really, really hard to create um, an ideal client, whether your ideal client is based around kind of who you are or somebody differently, like someone completely different. I think it does take a lot of self-reflection and um, looking at your business, looking at your past experiences, looking at the clients you've worked with already to have a good idea of who you want to work with in the future. So I think first and foremost, maybe just reflecting um, on your business and your journey so far. So, you know, maybe writing down who, who your favorite client was um, that you worked with so far, what different qualities that client had, you know, what made it such an enjoyable experience for the both of you? Because I do truly believe when you are working with um, kind of an ideal client that their experience with you is going to be better. So what about that client made the experience enjoyable for both of you? Um, what, you know, what parts of you do you want to incorporate into your ideal client or maybe not at all? And then I would say definitely do an ideal client exercise. And then from there, just keep on tweaking that, I think, and also figuring out, okay, what little like niche in the market, whether it's where you live or just, you know, more broad, what isn't saturated yet? So for me, there's becoming more and more like ranch wedding photographers, But I think what makes me different is I love ranch weddings, but I also love the mountains and I love hiking and I want a bride that um, kind of does both and is like adventurous and outdoorsy and also rides horses. Also, maybe her husband or fiance rodeos or ranches or something like that. So just figuring out that little um, area in the bigger market that you can carve out that, you know, is nobody else and just taking advantage of that. I love that. Those are also so good tips. And I agree with it. Getting to know yourself first, too. Um, That's actually something that I hadn't even considered, but that's so great. I love it. Um, I'm curious, what's something or I guess a few things that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? So I actually this week am finishing up editing my last wedding of December from last year. And it was pretty cool because I actually got to shoot it in my hometown in California. So That was a really cool, like full circle moment. Um, So I'm finishing that up right now. And then some things that I'm kind of looking forward to in the future, I'm actually attending three different workshops this year and they're all focused on different areas. So like definitely expanding my own knowledge and um, investing so that I can serve my clients better. 
And one of the workshops is actually based on learning videography for photographers. So I'm really excited to learn the video side of things. That's something I've always been drawn to, but never had any formal training in it. And so hopefully that can be something that I um, have for clients in the future. And then like we already talked about, um, we're hoping to move to Wyoming in the next future couple years. So I have a wedding in that area um, here in March, and then I'm going to be meeting with some other brides up there. And so just kind of seeing what I can do with marketing and just kind of figuring out how to relocate has been actually really exciting and really cool to see like, okay, all these tips for marketing and creating your ideal client, is that actually going to work when you want to move places? And so far it's been working really, really well. So that's kind of like a testament to how powerful this is. That's so awesome. And I'm sure you're, you're going to have no issue at all, um, booking clients in Wyoming and, um, you'll do, you'll do so great. That's, that's also really exciting that you're going to go learn videography, um, and that you can offer that. I know a lot of clients who are like, Oh, do you also do videography? And I always have to refer out. So, um, if you can, you can (laughs) use that to your advantage. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited. And I think that just like ongoing education is so important. And I feel like I found three different workshops that all are like completely different aspects of running a business. So I'm super excited. Yeah, that's so awesome. Molly, thank you so much for coming on. I think that your insight has been so valuable and our listeners are going to learn so much from you. Um, Can you tell everyone where they can find you and follow you? Yes, definitely. So my social media on Facebook and Instagram is at for the Western wild. And that's F O R four, not F O U R. <laughs> so for the Western wild. And then my website is www.forthewestonwild.com. That's awesome. That, Molly, thank you again so much for coming on and um, I hope you have a great day. And um, I look forward to what our listeners have to learn from you. Yes. Thank you so much, Morgan. I really, really, really enjoyed talking to you. And I'm just so excited that hopefully this can help some people out. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Molly. I know it was amazing. And if you've ever struggled to book your dream clients, I hope that you can find this episode encouraging and I hope that it helps you in your business. Let me know how our episodes are helping you. Please feel free to leave me an email at Morgan at ladyilgphotography.com. That's L A D Y I L G photography.com. More than anything, I really just want to know what questions you have, what our podcast is doing to help you grow in your business. Um, and then I've also decided that instead of doing $20 every month as a giveaway, anyone who lights, writes a review will automatically be entered to win coffee on me. I will choose three people every month. So um, definitely, if you love the show, please feel free to write a review. Um, and if, especially if you're an uh, Apple podcast, it, reviews help this podcast get seen. They help. Uh, they just help the show a lot. So anything helps. Also subscribe. We have episodes coming out every single Wednesday. Really, I can't thank you enough for the support that I've already received. You guys are amazing, and um, and I encourage you guys to reach out and ask any questions. It's it's amazing to hear from you and to hear how this show is helping you. So anyway, I hope you have a great day and I will see you again next week.
Thanks so much for listening. For more information or to learn a little bit more about me and my brand, you can follow me on Instagram at LadyIlg. That's L-A-D-Y-I-L-G. Or visit LadyIlgPhotography.com. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer for you on a future episode, simply email me at morgan at ladyilgphotography.com with your question, and I'd love to answer it for you. Your questions are encouraged and welcome. I look forward to showing up on another episode soon.